0: This experience has haunted me for ten years. Even all these years later, I think about it. I wonder if anyone ever experienced something like this. When I was eighteen, I had to live with my estranged mother for a while. My parents divorced when I was in fifth grade, and I wasn't forced to have visitations or any of that, as she was abusive, and the court awarded her no rights to me. My father was injured out of work, and couldn't care for even himself, barely. And I couldn't, for the life of me, find a job, so I couldn't survive on my own. I made the hard decision to call her and ask for her help. Looking back now, I should have called another family member. Maybe then I wouldn't be haunted by this experience. My mother didn't have her own home. She basically couch-surfed at her friends' places. When I arrived, She informed me that we'd be moving in with a friend of hers, who has an extra room for us to stay in. The town they lived in... uh, No, it wasn't even a town. This uh, village was so small, uh, there wasn't even a grocery store. uh, Just a gas station. You had to go to the next town over to get your groceries. As soon as we entered the limits of this place, my chest felt heavy. All the buildings that lay abandoned, out of use, were very old. As we pulled down the street, the feeling only got worse. By the time we pulled into the driveway and I stared at the house, I felt nauseous. I stared at this old house, a weird, heavy feeling on my shoulders. I did not want to go in there. Did I really have to live here? Come on, Han. Let's go in and you can meet everyone. She said. Okay, I said, still treading having to go into this place. My mother's friend greeted me with a smile. She was nice enough. After some small talk, she asked if I wanted a tour of the house. My mother answered for me, accepting the offer. The living room was quiet, bare. Merely a sofa, a coffee table, a small TV, and a few books scattered on a bookshelf. Normal enough. Right. We went to the dining room, which was completely bare. Uh, No table, nothing. We don't use this area, really. We have a table right in the kitchen. Uh, Weird. Uh, Why wouldn't you just put your table in the dining room? I thought. Why leave this room empty? The more I saw of the house, the more it was clear. Uh, This house was very old. The bathroom was placed between her and her son's bedroom and their son's room, which connected through two doors. So, we had to go through her teenage son's room all times of the day to go to the restroom. That's not awkward at all. The bedroom that my mother and I would share was very small. The weirdest part was the layout. She explained that this house is very old and that back then, children would have their rooms upstairs sometimes so this room was made specifically to fit small children. The steps leading up to this bedroom were so small, you had to sidestep all the way up, or be careful and hold the hand railing. Really. Once up there, I felt as if I was being watched. I noticed a door across the room. I uh, where does that door lead to? I asked cautiously. Oh, we never use it. When we moved in, the door was jammed. We couldn't get it open, so we just leave it be, she said. Are you kidding me? I thought, did I just walk into a horror movie? I have to live here. Let's go down and see the kitchen, and then we'll help you move your things to the bedroom. Sound good? The woman said, guiding us back down the stairs. We stepped down into the kitchen, and my nausea turned to straight fear. All I could hear was my own heartbeat, pounding in my ears. I felt sick. I wanted to get out of this room immediately. I couldn't even hear what that woman was saying. I could see her mouth moving, but everything around me was deafened by my frantic heartbeat. "'Hey, hon. You okay?' she said, placing a hand on my shoulder. I snapped out of it when she touched me, and I was able to hear again. "Uh, "'Yeah. uh, Is the tour done?' Almost. All that's left is the basement, where you guys can do laundry. She walked over to a massive door on the floor and pulled it up. Oh, hell no. Are these people serious? As soon as the door opened, I felt like I was about to piss myself. The overwhelming feeling of fear took over me. I started shaking. I involuntarily screamed, and they both looked at me in concern. Honey, what's wrong? My mother asked. Are you okay? Her friend said right after. Shut the door. Shut it. Shut the door. I screamed, backing towards their back door, about to run out. The woman was quiet for a moment, but then started to laugh at me. Oh, my. Is your daughter sensitive to the paranormal or something? She asked my mother. Well, as a child she did mention seeing things. Which is true. When I was six, my father's friend had a three-year-old daughter who died of pneumonia. I saw her spirits until the day of her funeral. After they put her in the ground, I never saw her again, but I felt her presence any time we went to their house. When I was ten, we moved home, and for a while, I saw the spirits of an elderly man at night when everyone had gone to sleep. Those spirits never filled me with any fear. I had never felt fear like I had felt in that moment, when she opened that door. It felt as if she had opened the door to hell itself. They guided me to the living room, after closing and locking that basement door. So, this house is haunted, which obviously you can feel. You asked about the door upstairs, and you panicked when I opened the basement. Just great, I thought. My mother moved us into a haunted house. So, as we know of, there are three spirits here. Two children and a man. The children, as you guessed, live in the bedroom upstairs. The man, we aren't sure where he's from, his energy is different from the kid's. So, from what we can tell, the children generally stay upstairs. The man stays in the basement. A friend of mine who is sensitive to spirits, she didn't want to even go to the basement. She said the man has an angry energy, but we'd never honestly noticed any energy here, neither has our son. Our daughter did, when she lived here. She moved out when she was sixteen. Oh, this just keeps getting better and better. The children are very kind, though, apparently. Playful. You have no reason to fear them. And if you are uncomfortable to go into the basement, that's no problem. Your mom and I will help you do the laundry. I don't feel bad, my daughter, who is your age, she refused to go into the basement too. It terrified her. Is that supposed to make me feel better, lady? I thought I was not looking forward to living in this house, but I had no choice. I chose to ask my mother for help, so I couldn't back out now. We moved our stuff in, and the first night came and passed without incident. I kept a routine of only being in the kitchen during the daytime, and only if someone else was in there with me. We brought my mother's dog, Uh, once we had enough moved in upstairs. Even the dog hated being in the kitchen. He constantly hid upstairs. But uh, he was a good dog. If I went to the living room, he would accompany me. That dog is the only thing that helped me survive that place, honestly. It took two months to truly experience anything. Besides feeling like I was being watched, but once I did, everything seemed to slowly keep increasing. I was having one of my daily phone calls with my father. Our conversation was normal. Uh, Me asking if he found a job yet, uh, asking how he was feeling, etc. All of a sudden, the phone went silent in the middle of him speaking. Dad, I said, thinking the phone signal was weak and just cutting in and out. All of a sudden, there was the sound of static, before an ear-piercing scream rang out of the cell phone. I pulled the phone away, looking at it. My screen was black, and there were still screams coming out of it. Children's screams. All of a sudden, it stopped, and I heard my father's voice again. Sweetheart, are you there? Dad. What's wrong, sweetie? Why did you get quiet? "'Dad, uh, did you hear it?' "'Hear what? You suddenly got quiet.' "'You didn't hear the screams,' I whispered into the phone. "'Screams? Are you okay? Where are you staying at?' "'Dad, I'll, I'll call you back,' I said, tears filling in my eyes. I hung up on him before he could say anything else. I walked across the room and sat on my bed beside that locked door. I took a deep breath, gathering my courage. "'If you can hear me,' I began. "'You don't have to scream at me to get my attention. "'I'm here. I'm listening. "'Just talk to me like normal. "'I'm not afraid of you two. I sat there for a long time, waiting, but nothing happened. A month later, winter had come. Blankets of snow covered the ground outside. Late one night, my mother's dog whined and scratched at the door, begging to go out. Okay, okay, let me get my coat on and we'll go out. I gathered everything I needed. My coat, hat, gloves, and a flashlight. The old road had no street lights, so I couldn't see well enough just by moonlight. I walked him all around the yard, waiting patiently for him to relieve himself. When suddenly, the flashlight started to flicker. I tapped it against my other hand, thinking the batteries were going out. All at once, it shut off. I panicked, trying to grab the dog and run back to the front door. When I looked at the house, I froze. I had left the living room light on, yet it was now off. I was in total darkness. I ran to the front door with the dog at my side. I tried to open the door, which I had left unlocked, to find it would not budge. I pounded my fist against the door. Let me in. I'm outside. Let me in. There was no response. The woman and her husband should have been able to hear me. Their bedroom was right beside the living room and front door. I was crying. I was afraid. It was dark outside. I could barely see under just the glow of the moonlight. I felt like someone was watching me. As I kept pounding on the door, trying to get someone's attention, the dog started to growl. He was staring down the steps, snarling, backing up into my legs. Panicked, I looked around, trying to see what he was seeing. Was it a raccoon or some other kind of animal? What I saw was much worse. I looked down at the small window near the snowy ground, a window to the basement, I saw two glowing eyes, burning red. I started sobbing. I curled up on the steps, covering my eyes, and the dog clung to my side, growling still. Suddenly, I heard the door open. Honey, what are you doing? You'll freeze out here. My mother's friend stood there, looking down at me with concern. Hurry, uh, come inside. The dog ran in first, but looked back at me waiting for me to follow. I rushed inside and ran to the couch. Honey, why were you sitting on the steps like that? I was sobbing loudly, and I couldn't control the volume of my voice. Why didn't you let me in? I wailed. Honey, what are you talking about? I was screaming and knocking on the door. You didn't let me in. She stared at me, confused and shocked. Uh, Sweetie, I... I didn't hear you. The front door was unlocked. I stared at her, tears rolling down my cheeks. No, it wasn't. I went outside with the dog, and when I went back to the door, it it was locked, and all the lights were off. She looked at me, silently. Sweetheart, I promise you, the door was unlocked. I got up to use the restroom, and I heard the TV on. I got up to turn it off, as it was just static, and then I noticed that your phone was still on the table. So then I came to the door and noticed your shoes were missing. I stared at her, dumbfounded. She didn't hear me screaming and beating on the front door. How? Then I mentioned the basement. Someone is in the basement, I told her. Someone is down there. I saw their eyes. She tried to confront me, calming me down. Let's get you to bed, hon. It's cold outside. Maybe you just got scared in the dark and thought you saw something. Weeks passed without incidents again. But finally, I reached my breaking points after my final encounters in the house. I kept staying over at a friend's place, doing everything I could to be at that house as little as possible. But I couldn't stay away forever. One night, my mother and I came back late in the evening with some food we picked up in a drive through in the nearby town. My mother was exhausted and went to take a shower. I was left alone in the kitchen to eat because I was not allowed to eat upstairs in our bedroom. I could already feel the heaviness in my chest rising up. My four-legged protector rushed to my side. That sweet dog ran down the stairs and came to lay at my feet. I put in headphones and blasted music, chewing as quickly as I could without choking so that I could finish and go upstairs. As I was staring down at my phone, I thought I saw something moving at the corner of my eye. When I looked up, I was shocked. Straight across from the table was the kitchen sink, with a dish strainer right beside it. No one to this day believes me, but I know what I saw right in front of me. I watched a plate very slowly lift up out of the strainer. It moved slowly until it was at the side of the counter. Then it dropped down, crashing to the floor. The dog jumped and barked at it, and everyone came rushing in at the sound of the plate breaking. What happened? Their voices echoed. I pointed at the strainer, then the floor. I... I didn't do it, was all I could say. They looked between each other, looking as if they didn't believe me. It's okay, honey. You're not in trouble. Uh, No, I'm serious. I've been sitting here the whole time. I didn't do it. It lifted up and then just dropped. They exchanged more glances at each other. Okay, honey. I didn't do it. Look, I'm using a paper plate. I was interrupted by them looking behind me. Did you go down to the basement? What? I turned slowly. The basement door was wide open, and the light was on. I jumped up from the table and backed away. Where I had been sitting, my back was to the basement door. I didn't care if they believed me. Now I understood. The plate... It was the children. They were trying to get my attention. I had headphones on, so I couldn't hear anything. They were telling me to get out of the kitchen, to not be alone in there. So, I listened. I never went alone in the kitchen again. But it only got worse from there. Every time I walked around that house, I felt like I was being watched by angry, hate-filled eyes. Finally... I was pushed over the edge. The last night I spent in that house, I was very ill. I had come down with a terrible cold. I slept for almost two days straight, only waking up when my mother came home from work and forced me to drink some soup or water. I could barely stand on my own. It was almost 3 a.m. I had the overwhelming urge to use the restroom, so... I quietly but quickly made my way to the staircase, trying not to wake my mother, as I knew she had work in the morning. Usually, the dog followed me everywhere, especially to the bathroom. But not this time. This time, he refused. I kept trying to get him to follow me down. He sat at the top of the stairs, whining, almost begging me not to go down there. The urge to use the toilet was too strong so I took off quickly on my own. I had forgotten to grab a flashlight or something to help me see in the darkness. I knew my way by now, but I should still have brought a source of light. It was pitch black in the house. I finished and quickly felt my way through the dark to find the staircase. I knew I was close, as I left a nightlight on at the top of the stairs, where the dog was still waiting and whining. He began to whine very loudly. Before I could call his name, trying to soothe him, something grabbed the back of my shirt and pulled hard. Out of pure instinct, I gripped the railing tightly. The dog yelped, his tail tucked between his legs, shaking and scratching at the top of the steps. His eyes told me he wanted to help me, but he was so scared to come down. The tears welled in my eyes as I finally gave up on trying to be quiet. I screamed as long as I could as the force that was pulling me had not loosened its grip at all. I strained, trying to pull forward and climb up the stairs. I was crying, begging for help, and no one was waking up. I closed my eyes, gripping the railing, refusing to let go. I suddenly felt the front of my shirt being pulled as well. I looked up. No one was there. Nobody was pulling me forward, except... someone was... You could see my shirt was being pulled. The dog continued to whine and yelp at me. Still crying, I whispered, ''Please help me.'' I felt the grip on the front of me get stronger, pulling me forward, helping me climb up the staircase. The grip on my back slowly released. Once I got to the top of the stairs, I crawled across the bedroom floor, sobbing loudly. Finally, my mother shot up in bed. ''What happened? What's wrong?'' Through the tears, I told her what happened, as lights around the house came on. Everyone in the house could now suddenly hear my sobs. I asked them all why no one could hear me crying before. They were all confused, saying they hadn't heard a thing. It was as if they had been deafened, or as if it had been trapped in this bubble where no sound could escape. But I remember hearing my screams, and hearing the dog, too. How could no one hear us? I told them everything. Explaining as best as I could. The husband went into the kitchen, looking around. He came up the stairs and whispered in his wife's ear. No one's in the house, but the basement door was open. That moment, I turned to my mother. I can't stay here anymore. I'm gonna stay with a friend of mine until you find us somewhere else to stay. I refuse to stay here for one more night. The couple who owned the house were staring at me apologetically. Honey, we're so sorry. We didn't know this would happen. I mean, our daughter had said some things, but she was up here by herself, so we figured since you're with your mom up here... That's... that what? That whatever monster is living in the basement wouldn't come after me? Whatever is down there is evil. It's bad. It wants to hurt me. I thought the children would protect you enough, the woman said, almost a whisper. You knew there's something bad here that hates young girls, obviously, and you still let me stay here, in danger. He's never bothered me, my husband, or my son, even. He's only ever scared our daughter, so we thought maybe it was just her. We had no idea that that I would be attacked. Sweetie, we're so sorry I didn't say another word after that everyone went back to bed except for me I sat awake holding the dog in my arms waiting for the sun to rise the next day I called my friend who immediately agreed to let me move in for a while I packed my belongings quickly and loaded them into her mother's van within a few months I was back to living with my father again In another state, far away from that house. The last time I ever heard about that house was a story about how there was a major gas leak inside that could have killed them. They weren't home at the time. When they unlocked the door, they smelled gas. They called 911, who sent someone out. After inspection, they found that all the gas lines in the basement had been cut. Not leaked, not loosened. Cut. Intentionally. There was no sign of a break-in, so the police couldn't do anything about it. But I knew. That family knew. That house is not fit to be lived in. I hope that no one else with children will ever live there. It'd be better if the whole house was demolished altogether. I'm thankful that I got out of there before I was seriously harmed. What would have happened to me? had I gone into the basement.